What's up? It's Brian Ford with Self-Improvement Daily. Take ownership of your personal development one tip at a time. Let's keep them rolling. Time for another self-improvement sit down. By now, you get the drill. Instead of sharing a two-minute, bite-sized personal development tip like I normally do every weekday, self-improvement sit-downs are all about learning from experts in their field and going a few layers deeper on topics that are crucial to our personal development journey. If there's any part of today's episode that stands out to you, screenshot it, add it to your story, and tag me in it. I'd love to know what it is. All right, you don't want to hear from me. You want to hear from our guest. Let's jump into it. Self-improvement sit-down number seven with Pyle Agarwal. And we are live. I am stoked about this one. Today's guest is Pyle Agarwal, and she has a fascinating title, Affirmation Addict. Pyle began experimenting with affirmations at a very young age, and since then has created a career around her craft. Her work has changed the lives of many of her clients, not to mention the large following she's grown on Instagram, and it's aptly titled Affirmation Addict. Her goal with all of this is to make affirmations attainable and accessible so that we can all manifest the lives we hope to have. I'm particularly excited to tap into her expertise and better understand how our internal messaging affects our realities and the opportunities that we attract. So, Pyle, thanks for taking the time. I am so very grateful for you sharing with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited and such a beautiful intro. Thank you. That's so nice of you. (laughs) It's easy. It's easy when you're doing great things. I can just kind of recite it. You know, I don't have to think that hard about it. (laughs) I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Totally. Well, as the affirmation addict, I say we just kind of do some housekeeping and get everyone on the same page. So would you mind just kind of starting with telling us exactly what an affirmation is and what we're hoping to accomplish by using affirmations in our lives? Yes, of course. Okay, so affirmations, technically speaking, um, when you're intentionally practicing affirmations, there's statements that you say out loud or you write down and it's statements written and said in certain ways, which I'll explain in a second, that basically help you like intentionally create your reality. And I know that for especially for the first time hearing about it, it sounds too easy, too good to be true and a little crazy. So trust me, been there and felt all of that. But really diving deeper into it, what affirmations are, it's basically your subconscious mind is always listening to you. So even as I'm speaking right now, like your subconscious mind is working as your servant. And so anything you speak comes up and you might have like heard about this in the sense of like miracles or kind of things happening coincidentally like oh like when you're in school and you just think of dang I wish like someone gave me a free Red Bull and then five minutes later the Red Bull truck is outside (laughs) that kind of situation that's actually you just like speaking it into existence literally and so the way it's so powerful is because you say it in the present tense and you say it positively so you don't use words like no and can't and won't because your mind doesn't actually understand those things and the really cool thing about it is basically everything you're experiencing your mind thinks it's actually happening to you whether you're watching somebody else do it or you're watching a movie like your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between imagined or perceived and what's actually happening to you so it's really cool Hmm. because you can intentionally choose content
content or choose videos or follow people on Instagram that you really are looking up to versus you don't want to be like. So you can really control that. And it really dives into so many aspects of your life. But to keep it simple, affirmations are just positive statements that you're saying and writing down in order to intentionally create your reality. And it's really cool because it's so simple. Everybody does it. And it really relies off of the power of the spoken word because a lot of us don't realize how powerful every word we're even speaking is. That's so interesting. Yeah. And that's it's something that I'm starting to learn about just kind of the, the power that we have within our minds to dictate our reality. That's so perfectly stated. Uh, but can you can you give us a few examples of what maybe your favorite affirmations are, or affirmations that you recommend people um, kind of begin with if uh, they're getting started? Of course. And so a big thing with affirmations is most people always like start off with like the self-confidence or self-love ones. Like I am worthy and I am capable of creating my reality. That's a big one because some people don't even think it's possible for them. So just build that trust. Um, and then another one is I surrender to the process because a lot of people, it's really hard for them to trust it because the second you start practicing affirmations, you're like, okay, where's my result? But that's actually, and it's, it's so paradoxical, that's counterintuitive because wherever you're focusing your energy is where you're getting what you're receiving. So say I'm focusing on the fact that my whatever I'm trying to create or like my manifestation is not here yet. I'm focusing on the lack of it. So I'm actually going to be attracting more lack and Hmm. kind of a little crazy to wrap your head around, but that's actually how it is. So wherever you're focusing your energy or your attention, that's what you're manifesting and attracting more of, which is really what the law of attraction is stating. And so that's why affirmations tie very similarly and hand in hand with the law of attraction, because the more you speak, the more you write, the more you're attracting those things. And I know a lot of people ask like, well, isn't that just lying to myself? Well, It kind of is if you think about it in like just surface level, but there's so much more in like the quantum physics world where it's not lying to yourself. And I'm not going to get into that part, but it's really just letting your mind believe that it's possible. And once you're ready to believe it's possible for you, then you'll receive it. Most of the time, if you're trying to manifest something or create something in your reality and it's not happening for you, the biggest part is, is that you don't feel like you're worthy of it. And so that's why I am worthy is such a powerful affirmation for starters, because just knowing like that you can do this, you're capable of creating your reality. Those are some really good ones to start off with, because that's where a lot of the doubts start to creep in. Yeah, that's an that's an awesome tip because especially I mean you're kind of talking about like an affirmation or to affirm that you just believe in affirmations. So it's kind of like really starting from the ground up, being like, oh, this is working. This is working in the background for my life. Mm-hmm. So I love how you kind of yeah that you went there and being like, look, like you have to believe in the process exactly, from the onset. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Okay. And as I kind of mentioned in the description that I gave about you, you got into affirmations at a very young age. So would you mind taking us back to Pyle as a child and reflect on how you first learned about affirmations and and why you took action on it? Yeah. Okay. So I grew up like 
American born, but my parents were born in India. So they were immigrants, um, like first generation immigrants. And so I was born in Arizona. And honestly, we never like, we are like religiously Hindu, but we never really did that. My parents were always like kind of like different. They were always like, well, like it doesn't have to be like, you can only go to one temple. Like they were always like very much so open. Like they would take us to churches. They would take us to mosques. They would take us to all religions. And I really grew up with that. Like spirituality isn't about like a religion or anything it's more about just like the faith and just the energy that you're creating they've always been into that but where it really started is there's this thing called self-realization fellowship and that is based on kriya yoga and paramahansa yogananda he wrote the book autobiography of a yogi so my parents got into that and to be honest with you that was when i was like 10 years old and they made us go and i hated it like I hated it when I first started because it was like 10 years old. They're forcing you to meditate. And like, we just felt really weird as kids doing that. Me and my brother, I remember we did not like it. Mm-hmm. Years later, my mom and dad were still meditating, still doing that. Me and my brother didn't stick for us very much, but I now I appreciate it because I I have like flashbacks of different things I learned then, and it resonates with me today. And we were introduced to the secret. My mom literally made us all sit down on the couch and watch the secret, and immediately I was like, "This is awesome!" And they talked about the vision boards, and I loved being crafty. So that night, me and my mom made some vision boards, and then a few weeks later I think she found the book um, by Louise Hayes that you can heal your life and so I was only 12 years old and I was reading that book and it changed my life and as a 12 year old my manifestations that I was trying to work on were a lot smaller I was <laughs> get, like brownies and like gifts from school like it was definitely not big things but it was working really good and it was amazing but whenever I tried talking to my friends about it I just couldn't and so I continued practicing it all the way up until college, never really realized how big of a part of my life it was until I really, I believe, manifested my soulmate, which is now my fiance, Tom. And Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And so we were talking, I was like, what are some of your favorite books? And he was like, The Secret. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're the only guy I've met who is like, comfortable with that like any other like relationship I was in they were like you're insane and I was like okay well I'm not going to share that part of my life with you they would just laugh at me and so he was the first person and he's in the military so the reason it became so powerful for me especially when we started dating because he would go on these like scary deployments and his were really dangerous because he was in like all these special forces groups and I wouldn't hear from him for like a month so I was obviously trying to manifest him coming home early and that's unheard of and so like that once that stuff started working I was like oh my goodness like this is actually really powerful and realizing it from like a bigger perspective like a little more mature than my 12 year old self Tom was like you should start helping people realize this like everybody can do it and so he actually was my support system in starting Affirmation Addict because I had this amazing idea to start an app And I really wanted to start an app where it was like a one-stop shop and all affirmations and spiritual and just a beautiful place to go, not on social media, because I know most people get their daily dose of like spirituality on social media. Um, And that Mm -hmm. was me too. And I just didn't like that. And so I was like, man, I wish there was like a really cool place to go besides that. And I couldn't find any of them. They just weren't what I was looking for. 
And so I had this gut idea in Thailand. I was traveling with my family and Tom was like, you should try it out. Start the page, at least start the traction. And I really had a lot of resistance for it. Um, Hmm. And then eventually I just kind of bit the bullet and went for it. And it was very uncomfortable for me, but I do think the best things come out of discomfort. And fast forward one year, the app has just launched kind of soft launch, but it's just launched on iOS. And then affirmation addict has grown and I quit my job. And so it's been a lot of amazing transformation from that point. But it's just my daily life, honestly, since I can remember. Yeah. Uh, So I, I want to pick into that transition a little bit more because I, th- I think it's something that a lot of people are going through, but we don't necessarily speak about a lot. You know, for example, you know, myself with the personal development podcast, I'm trying to figure out the moment when I became confident enough to speak about the routines and techniques and everything that I share. You know, when, when was that moment of like, okay, I'm, I became a consumer and now I became an educator. And so I guess that moment for you also became when someone encouraged you to actually take all of the practices that you're doing more seriously. But Outside of that, like, is there is there a certain moment when you realize that you had authority to speak on the subject and you're like, okay, it's time, you know, like, was there almost a, like a germination period for you to get that confidence to speak on affirmations? I think for me, it was once I started talking to people in person at work, I was trying to like gauge the waters. I was like, okay, younger people my age in a similar job, I was a consultant. And so I was like, let me see like what their thoughts are. I was like, if I could show you a way Literally, this is what I said to them. I like sat them all in a meeting room. This is before I put in my two weeks. And I was like, if I could teach you a way that you can literally create your reality, would you be interested? And they were like, hmm. uh, yes. And I was like, okay. And so I explained it to them and they're like, that's amazing. And they all started doing it and it started working for them. So that's really when I realized it. But it took me a couple months like to get comfortable and feel like, basically worthy enough to start teaching people because I was like it's not like I created this necessarily it's just this is how affirmations work for me and this is like the lifestyle I've created and I think my biggest goal was like let me teach people it doesn't have to be like out there and weird to do all this stuff it can literally just you can literally be like a normal person goes to college works in a normal job and still create your reality you don't have to be like super like extremist and all obsessed with crystals and sage i mean i am now but like a requirement (laughs) to be able to do this and i feel like that's a big misconception that you have to just kind of go all in but it's not like you're always creating your reality no matter what you spit what you say what words you're speaking even if you don't realize it and so that's really the awareness i think that helped me realize like i can actually just explain this to people in a much less complicated way I love, yeah, I love that process because it's very entrepreneurial in nature. If you think about it, you're like, okay, I have this idea. Let me test it. So you kind of build out your MVP, you know, your your minimum viable product of let me interact with the few people in my close circle and see how it affects them. And that's kind of you just testing your guns, you know, so to speak. And then you kind of do your market research and kind of like you're building up into the point where you're like, oh, wow, there is some validity here. And I guess that's kind of, I, I'm just trying to attribute this to my own journey too. You know, I feel like there is a little bit of that in terms of taking steps forward in how serious you take yourself, because then you realize that people reciprocate taking you seriously as well. So I, I just wanted to, you know, considering that you've built this platform and you have all these people that are really, um, really learning from you. I'm always interested to learn about how that process actually unfolded. Okay, back back to affirmations. 
So, so, and, and you actually kind of touched on this is just the vocabulary of affirmations, but I mean, I'm trying to be a little more practical here too. So, so bear with me, but so, all right. So you mentioned that affirmations are all about creating your reality and it's in everything we do, you know, kind of every thought, every action, you know, affirmations are everywhere. Um, so I, I imagine it's equally likely that we can create a negative reality if we're not careful with the affirmations we put out, or if we're not intentional about the affirmations that we put out, you know, the kind of the example I think of is like asking a genie in a bottle for wishes. Like you might say the, you might ask the wrong question, you know, and then kind of that's what you get if you kind of do it the wrong way. Um, so, so can you tell us, and I know you mentioned kind of like the words of don't and won't and stuff like that, but can you go into a little more detail about the importance of the vocabulary that you use in your affirmations that help play a role in manifesting? Yeah, of course. Okay. So with like affirmations, I kind of mentioned a little bit before, but going deeper into it, you really want to focus on what you want. You don't want to focus on what you don't want because then you're just going to start attracting Mm. it right based on like law of attraction where it's like what you focus on, what you focus your energy on is what you receive more of. And so say you want a new car. Um, instead of saying, I don't want a Prius, you can say, I am manifesting or I have a Audi, like whatever car you want. So like, don't focus on, it's basically not focusing on the things that you don't want and creating a habit and a practice of focusing on what you do want. And some of the other words to avoid is like unable and no and don't and can't and cannot, because those are all basically negation words. And diving a little bit scientific, the subconscious mind doesn't really understand, doesn't process those types of words. And that's why it's so important to say them in affirmative statements. Like that's where affirmations come from. So you want to say I am or I have. And another really big component to affirmations is saying them in the present tense versus the future. And to practically say it, if you're going to say I'm going to have $5 million, your mind is always going to say feel that going to and that going to is always in the future. So your mind is going to basically serve you and say, okay, you'll always be wanting that $5 million. You're always going to be hoping for that $5 million in the future. You're never going to have it in the present moment. So that's why it's very important to say your words and say what you want in the present tense hmm. rather than in the future tense. Because when you say I'm going to or I will – And I know a lot of people say, I will do this, but I have made a very conscious effort not to say I will, because that just pushes it into the future. And all people, like a lot of like spiritual teachers and stuff say the present moment is all we have. And that's because the only moment you're creating is in the present, right? So this is your moment of creation, like right now. So don't think about, okay, I'm creating for the future. You're saying like, I have this now, that way you can literally attract it into your now. I hope that makes sense. No, absolutely. No, yeah, no, that, that was very clear. No, I okay. I know I'm, I was just processing it because like, oh, because what I do in my morning routines is I use I am statements because I was taught, you know, like, oh, I am statements are good affirmations. But I didn't think about the reason of, I mean, I've, I've always thought about, yeah, it's important to have it in the present tense. But in terms of actually structuring it as an I am statement really forces you to reduce those negative words because you're trying to say something positive about yourself because I am. Yeah. And then also, yeah, and then also just having having that structure that's consistent in um, in the present terms. Exactly. Perfect. And another thing with the I am, like why that is so powerful is because your subconscious mind and you understand I am as 
what identifies you. Mm. So if you can identify yourself as whatever you want and associate yourself with whatever you're manifesting, that makes it so much easier for you to receive that. Because once again, coming back to the believability of it, like you have to feel like you're able to even get it. So sometimes when people start manifesting, they're like, oh, okay, I'm going to start manifesting a million dollars right off the bat. And they're already skeptical. Like that's not going to work. Like you have to feel one, like you're worthy two that it's possible. And three, like you have to start small. So maybe start with a hundred dollars or $500, or maybe even just let go of the amount and say, I'm willing to receive unexpected money this week. And just go from there. Like sometimes people take it to the extreme because it seems too good to be true that they take it to the mm -hmm. extreme and they're like, well, that didn't work for me, but it's never going to work that way. You have to kind of start smaller and what makes you feel good. Like there's no way that if I've never manifested a billion dollars, I'm going to start with a billion dollars, right? Like it's a ladder of believability is what I call it. Like you're starting with small steps because your mind is very logical and you're working with your ego who's very practical. And so you have to kind of work and play the game of the mind. It's really like a game. And instead of putting a lot of pressure on it, just have fun with it, like an experiment rather than, okay, I have to manifest this and making it like a must and so much pressure on it because you're really just like negating all the work you put in. I, yeah, I, I hear a few different things. So kind of backing up a little bit about the I am statements, you're mentioning that, and, and this actually is kind of consistent with one of my favorite books, Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's, it's about identifying a certain way and that in a habit, perf you know, habit um, generation process, as James Clear kind of states, is that identification or identity with what you're trying to accomplish is the strongest thing that you can add to your routine to have it actually um, continue in the future. So I, I see kind of an I am statement also in that light of it being like you identifying with it. But then, um, but then getting into also the vocabulary, like you said, of selecting specific words that then kind of put you in a certain frame of mind um, and, and really kind of nurturing a certain frame of mind is super interesting. And that's why actually you use the word surrender, which I thought was really interesting mm -hmm. because surrender, I don't see that as a positively oriented word. I saw that more, you know, just kind of more as a negatively oriented word. And that might just be me as a competitor mm -hmm. because, you know, I've grown up playing sports and that's also kind of, kind of tipped me off to thinking of other words that maybe have negative emotions tied to them. You know, like if you want to say, I like, I, I want to reduce stress, you know, like stress has a lot of negativity built into it too. So, I mean, kind of, what would you say about some of those, some of those negatively charged words um, that just are in our vocabulary and how those affect affirmations? Yeah. So I am a huge believer in saying like what you said, like reduce and letting go. Some people disagree, but for me, that really helps because I think when you're acknowledging kind of like the more negatively charged words and negatively connotated words, you're acknowledging like the whole point of affirmations isn't to like fake it till you make it. It's not to only think positive. In my opinion, like what I really preach and teach is feel your feelings. Like you don't have to be positive all the time. Like my goal is not to say like you need to practice positive affirmations like perfectly 100% of the time because you're human. Like that's the whole point of us feeling human and being human. So I don't think it's like fair to kind of encourage people like all the time you have to have every single word be positive because you're not like, and then people just kind of don't even want to speak up, which is just reversing everything that they've been taught, right? So for me, when you're mm -hmm. saying those negatively charged words, that's okay. You're at least acknowledging that you have that. 
So for me, one thing I say a lot is like, I let go of this stress or the stress is melting away from me because it's better to acknowledge that you're stressed rather than just avoid the situation and suppress it. Because if you don't acknowledge it, it's just going to build up and kind of explode in your face. So it is totally fine to acknowledge kind of those negative feelings or those negatively charged words because you're ready to let go of them. And whatever intention you go in with it, that's what you're actually going to get out of that affirmation. And so, for example, if you're feeling really kind of hurt by maybe a breakup or a rejection from a job or something, like if you're just kind of hurt, you can say, like, I release this pain out of my body. You can say things like that because you're at least acknowledging hmm. your feelings. Like you're, it's not a bad thing to feel your feelings. That's not the whole point of affirmations or any of this work. It's really just about being aware of what you're feeling and okay, I'm aware of how I feel. I notice how I feel. Let me create affirmations based off of that to help me get through this. And so I'm a big believer in like using those negatively charged words. I always put words like release and reduce or let go of um, behind them, but it's really however it resonates with you that it makes that difference in the impact. And like you said, with surrender, and I totally understand that reminds me of my fiance because that surrender word, it's such like a I think it's like kind of like a, it's like you remember that like in sports and competition, like, oh, like you're defeated, right? But with surrendering for other people, it might mean, okay, I'm letting go of worrying. That might translate to that for them, or I'm, I'm just surrendering and I just allow, like I'm just letting it happen. I am ready to receive. That's what it could mean for some people. So if that word doesn't work, definitely use a different one. And that's why it's so important to use words that resonate with you because people understand things differently and even different languages. You can do them in your own language if you speak a different language mm -hmm. too. So I really love that you pointed that out because you're right. Like not every single affirmation resonates with every single person. So you just kind of opened Pandora's box because you totally called me out and you're right because actually, and we talked about this, but a couple weekends ago, I was in Mexico for a, a house built project, which was a volunteer project. It was amazing. And one of the most inspiring moments I had was I was holding this uh, little girl, a nine-year-old girl named Marlena, and I was just holding her and I felt her surrender in my arms. And I like, I describe it as the word surrender. But when it happened, it was such a beautiful moment. I didn't see it as a weak moment. I saw it as a really powerful moment. So that already contradicts my previous note, like note of what surrender meant. Mm -hmm. So you you like called me out on that, which is great because because I mean that's that's what happens is kind of you have life experience and the context changes, and then you know you're kind of doing the best moving forward what you have. So so thank thank you for um, that secondary note. But no, I agree. I mean, no two people are the same. Uh, so it, it really does need to be unique to each person. Yeah. Um, I do want to back up on one thing because it was actually in, it was, you just totally touched on something I wanted to get to and I want to dive a little bit more into it. And you're talking about kind of faking or projecting emotion and kind of like affirmations have this, this uh, reputation of being like, oh yeah, I'd like inject your life with positivity and yada, yada. You know, like I do that every Thursday on the, on the podcast because it is important, but at what point are you faking it? And it's actually being more detrimental to the manifestation you're trying to achieve. And my favorite episode of your podcast that I listened to was your episode about forcing being happy and the harm that you actually have um, when you choose to do that. So would you mind elaborating a little bit more 
on that thought yeah. um, just because I thought that podcast was so yeah, interesting. Yeah, of course. And I recorded that because so many people, like I get messages every day and they're like, oh, I'm not happy. Like, what am I doing wrong? And I'm like, you're just like not letting yourself feel your feelings. And I touched on this a little bit, like I, like you said, and so many people think it's wrong to feel their emotions and to have different experiences. But there's this thing in like, spiritual laws like similar to gravity like those scientific and physical laws are spiritual laws and that's where law of attraction comes in law of cause and effect which most people know as karma and there's another one which is law of polarity and polarity means that like you're gonna experience or there's an existence of both extremes and the reason that that is is because if you don't experience one extreme how are you gonna you don't have anything to compare the other extreme to right totally and so that it's naturally occurring in nature, like, for example, sun and rain, right? Those are two different extremes, and we're experiencing both of them. Or, like, sunshine and tornadoes, whatever you want to make that analogy for, that's definitely occurring in nature. And the most extreme one is life and death. That's a different polarity. And so a lot of people think that their emotions have to be, like, 100% positive, like, on that, like, kind of upscale all the time. But you have to experience those negative emotions, whether it's just something as simple as stress or even more extreme, like depression and anxiety. You have to experience those so you have something to compare to and you have something relative to move forward from. Because if you only experience happiness all the time, your happiness is going to just feel like it's not good enough and you're going to also be seeking more. So it's kind of confusing, but it's going to be relative to everybody's experience that you have a range of emotions. And that's just the way we're wired. That's natural. That's being human. And a big thing I really hope people understand is that positive affirmations, it's not so you're happy all the time. It's so you're, I believe it's a lot more of being conscious and self-aware and like self-observant really like understanding like, okay, these are the thoughts I'm thinking. This might be why like separating yourself from like everything that's going on around you and just taking like a backseat and observing. That's where I really like doing with positive affirmations because I think it's fun to like, okay, I'm experiencing this and this sucks. But rather than just like embracing and like dwelling in the suck, let me let me take a step back and be like, how could I have created this for myself and what can I learn from it? Rather than just trying to force myself to be happy and avoid the fact that this sucks and blaming other people, taking a step back and being like, well, maybe I've created this unintentionally, taking responsibility for it and just accepting it. Like there's a really big difference between accepting something and just like saying, okay, I acknowledge and settling. Like settling is just like, okay, I suck. And I did this to myself and just kind of like wallowing in your sorrow. So there's a really big difference between that. So if you can just have acceptance when you're not experiencing like a happy or positive emotion, you, I think, will move forward a lot further rather than playing that blame game and getting stuck in that pressure of feeling so happy all the time because that's not going to serve you. Like You're meant to feel those emotions because you're going to have a range of emotions. Whether somebody else's happiness and sadness is a much larger or smaller extreme, you have your own range, and that's just the way human bodies work. That's like the way you have to exist in order to learn. Yeah, that's a really important part to bring up is just acceptance and that yeah, that ties perfectly back into, you know, why why shouldn't you project happiness this whole time is because you're 
yeah, you're, you're human and you have all of these different emotions that are going through. And the only way that you can process them and actually make progress is if you're honest about the emotions that you're mm-hmm. feeling. And I love that you touched on the law of polarity. I actually haven't heard of that one. I'm only recently learning about all of these different laws outside of the law of attraction, which is, of course, an entirely different podcast episode because there's so much to touch on there. Um, and, and I actually I have talked about the law of attraction with Danielle Grant on a previous episode, which is great. Um, so this is a nice little piggyback from that one. But yeah, the, the reality with uh, this is such a good point because the law of polarity is all about relativity and relativity is such a dangerous thing when you're trying to compare the state of your life, you know, to other people, you know, you talk about comparison being a killer. So many people have issues with Instagram and, you know, the Instagram models and like, oh, I should look like that. I should have that many followers. You know, it really creates some issues in society. So I think the law of polarity is a necessary kind of contribution to the way we understand things just in the way that we understand ourselves, but also being able to separate that from what we attribute to others, you know, and that's why there's a fine line. And again, like a longer conversation around exactly how that functions in today's society. But I'm really glad that you touched on that because that's a super important. Yes, exactly. And I really think a lot of people get stuck in that comparison and like, oh, if she can do it, then like, I need to be able to do it, but I'm not doing it. So I'm not good enough. Like, it doesn't matter. Like her journey is so different than yours. And she might be not sharing with you the stuff that they're going through. That's like the really basic kind of cliche stuff, but that's true. And it really plays a big part because so much of our lives is like looking at other people, especially with social media, like you're just watching other people's lives and they're choosing what to share. And it really makes you kind of open up a different perspective, but it can make us a little more closed minded as well, because you don't always see everybody's healing journey. Not everybody shares every single detail. And I don't think even I share every single detail. I have to first process my healing and then get on social media, right? Like I try and be as raw and authentic as possible. But also for me, my boundary is like, if I'm going through something, I need to process it first. I don't want to just sit on social media and cry my eyes out, right? Like I don't want to like go on my stories and cry. Like I got to process it too. So everybody is experiencing stuff and you're not going to get like their full experience. And it's just being aware of that. And letting your own experience be good enough and important enough. I think that's really what it comes down to. Beautiful. That's perfect. Okay. Affirmations. We've gone over just about, I mean, we'll see what we missed, but we've gone about, we've kind of tied a nice bow around what exactly affirmations are, what, what role they play kind of in our lives and why they're important and, and just specific techniques on how to actually, you know, use them as a best practice. But let's just take an example, you know, perhaps someone listening today who's like, okay, I'm bought into it. Now what? You know, so let's, let's, what would you recommend for someone who is just starting out with affirmations today in terms of how they schedule it, plan it, what they say, you know, just like a very baseline, like let's get started kind of um, affirmations exercise. What would you recommend? So I think the biggest thing is one, set your intention. Like what are you trying to work towards? Whether you don't know what you want, that's totally fine. Or you have something super specific, like a goal that you're working towards, pick something that you know, like set your intention to what you want and then create an affirmation as if you already have that, whether it's an emotion of self-confidence or um, having a relationship, like feeling love, if that's what you're looking for, Or if it's like a physical thing, like a promotion at your job or a new car, start with that intention and then create your affirmation. And then biggest thing I recommend is repeating it every single day and you can do it 
three to five times a day, you can do it a hundred times a day. It's seriously whatever feels comfortable to you. And I'm not going to be, I hate when I don't want people to only like be rigid and listen to my rules because I think everybody is different. So I want you to kind of feel what feels right to you. If it feels good to you to say it just three times and you feel good enough, that's perfect. If you feel like you want to say it a hundred times to just really ingrain it and repeat it, then do that. But don't put a pressure on yourself. Like there is allowed to be flexibility in affirmations because it's not just repeat three times and the trick is done. It's not repeat a hundred times and the trick is done. It's repeat until it feels right to you. And I recommend doing it every single day. Perfect. And it sounds like it's a three part process. So one is set the intention Two is to create an affirmation around that intention in present terms. And three is to do it daily, but at whatever frequency is most comfortable exactly. to you. Exactly. Cool. All right. <laughs> so much, so much to talk about affirmations. I love it. Um, but we covered, I'd say, the bulk of it. And I would encourage anyone to check out more of your work if they want to get into more detail, because I'm sure you have plenty more to share. Yeah. I mean, this is just a little glimpse into the world of Pile. But if there's there's one takeaway from this episode or just in general about affirmations that you really want to resonate. Uh, what, what kind of would that message be? Yeah, for me, my biggest kind of mission in life is to make everybody realize you have everything you need within you. You have that power already. You don't need to generate anything like starting right now. You can start creating your reality intentionally because you've already been doing that up until this moment. So now you can be more intentional about it. Like, you're already there. You already can do it. So I just hope people can take that into their own hands and feel powerful enough and feel good enough to be able to just enjoy their life on their own terms because they can. Beautiful. That's yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Where can people learn more about you? And you mentioned that you have a soft launch on an app. Can you tell us about, uh, tell us about the app and where, what kind of you're working on that you're excited about where people can support? Yeah. Of course. So I just launched my app. It's called Affirm It. So obviously more geared towards affirmations and it's only on the iTunes store right now and it will be on Google Play hopefully within the next few months for Android users. And basically I created an app where I can give you a lot of different affirmations for different categories, whether it's money or relationships or self-love or jobs or whatever you're working on. I wanted a platform that has real affirmations that work, not just I am wealthy, I am good. Like I wanted like really in-depth affirmations that help people as well as a lot of different tools to amplify that, like setting reminders on your phone, creating different wallpapers, guided affirmations. So you can repeat after me or listen to them on repeat. There's info guides in there and workbooks. So there's so much in there. I just wanted it to be a really easy platform for people to just have all the tools and not feel like they have to go too many places to get all the information they need. It's just like, Everything is in there that you need and you, I promise you, you can create your reality just based on the information that's in there. Well, that's exactly it. You are the affirmation addict and you, I mean, that fits perfectly into your mission, which is about making affirmations attainable and accessible. So you are providing that, you are succeeding. So I'm happy to congratulate you on that. Yeah, but, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, but thank you so much for taking some time to share today. Um, I'm really looking forward to everyone that is listening to this, starting to manifest the lives that they hope. Gosh, I love her energy. Today's interview was great, not only because of the topic she covers, but because of the path she took to get there. It wasn't even a year ago that she was in a normal job and living a normal life. 
but now she's built a life around her passion. And it really goes to show you that anyone is capable of building something that matters. From what she said, what stood out to me was the personal touch affirmations need to have to be effective. Sure, there are general best practices, but at the end of the day, everyone has their own interpretation and can benefit from affirmations in their own way. We have the power to control our reality if only we start tapping into the power of affirmations. Thanks for making it through another self-improvement sit-down. If you liked the episode, let me know and write a review. And I'm always open to feedback if you message me on Instagram at self.improvement.daily or email me at selfimprovementdailytips at gmail.com. I hope you enjoyed it. We're getting back at it tomorrow. I'll see you then on Self-Improvement Daily.